ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. Check this out. <laughs> um, on this episode, what I want to talk about is homecoming season. Uh, it's homecoming season uh, for most people. Uh, but for me, homecoming season is a great and eventful time full of memories and fun. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, homecoming season is what we refer to. We as um, <clears throat> alumni from HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, this is our homecoming, uh, particularly football homecomings is when you get a chance to come back to the school, uh, watch a great football game sometimes, and uh, just fellowship with your friends and your family and fellow alumni and everything like that. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, I got a chance to experience a homecoming at South Carolina State University. As many of you know, or maybe you don't know, I am a proud alum uh, from the university. And um, I try to get back to homecoming every year. Uh, there was a point in time in my life where I know, man, I probably didn't miss. I probably went 10, 15 years like straight, never missing a homecoming. And you have kids and, you know, kids are in events and you end up missing a year or two here, there. But um, always homecoming is always an event. Uh, and this year was no different. Um, so let me just tell you how it actually kind of came together. Um, first and foremost was, uh, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, which should know if you've been listening to podcasts long enough uh both my wife and i went to south we're both alums from south carolina state university um but sharice actually went before me so she 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 left atlanta before i left so we didn't we didn't travel together going to the to to homecoming she actually went a couple of uh, a day early um she left on no two days early because she left on thursday i left on saturday morning and the reason why i left on saturday morning was because our youngest son, Brandon, had a football game on Friday night. Didn't want to miss it. Um, they, they were playing for the regional championships. They won. And so I wanted to make sure that I saw that. Uh, my mom came up from South Carolina, and um, she got a chance to see him play. So that was cool. But, um, you know, that was different because, like I said, we've we've never um, – I I don't, can't ever remember us. Now, we there's been times where we've gone where I went and she didn't go or she went and I didn't go. And that's been rare. But um, I was coming, so it was no big deal. Um, so I got up Saturday morning, jumped in the ride and Orangeburg is probably about, I don't know, maybe about three and a half hours from Atlanta. So it's not a, it's not long. It's not far. It's not a bad drive. It's actually a good drive. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, got in the car, it was, everything was cool. And, um, surprisingly I got to Orangeburg relatively quick. Uh, and, and it's always like, there's always a good feeling um, for me going back home, uh, cause I call that home, even though I haven't lived in Orangeburg since I left college, but, uh, it's, it's one of my homes, one of the places where I've lived. So uh, it'll always be home. Uh, Orangeburg and South Carolina state university will always be home for me because you've heard me talk about the school glowingly on several podcasts. Uh, that's where I discovered a lot of things and I discovered a lot of things about me. So, um, anyway, get to get to campus. Um, one of the biggest things I think that I, that I personally take away from being at South Carolina state is the vibe that you get on campus. Um, in particular, the vibe 
on a homecoming Saturday, man, I, I, I wish I could package it up and put it in a bottle. I'm telling you, it would be a bestseller. No, there's no doubt in my mind. That vibe, you can't match it anywhere. And I'm sure it's the same at every other HBCU homecoming. It's just, uh, well, football Saturdays are different on on a black college campus. That's, I mean, that goes without saying, but it's just, um, it's a it's a feeling of love. It's a feeling of fellowship. It's a feeling of enjoyment. It's a feeling of fulfillment. It's a feeling of um, accomplishment. It's a feeling of achievement. All of those things rolled up into one. And it's a feeling of fun because, trust me, if you go to a black college homecoming, you're going to have fun. And, and I, my, my homecoming is no different. Um, I know that there are some homecomings out here that have these phrases. We all know the one. What's the one? Um, I can't come to mind. Um, the school up in Greensboro, they call it the greatest homecoming on earth. And I mean, it's, I've been, it's, it's a pretty damn good homecoming. I ain't going to lie. I'm not even going to hold you. And uh, the school up in D.C. Um, what's the name of school in D.C.? Oh, Howard. Yeah, they they have a pretty live homecoming, too, from what, from what I've been told. Um, but, you know, the, the title that our homecoming has been given for the last, I don't know, 20, maybe 30 years, I guess, uh, the livest homecoming in America. Uh, and I see a hashtag all the time, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was us. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. Um, but, you know, I mean, I don't – none of that stuff phases me because I'm there. One, I'm probably one of the few people that actually – when I go to homecoming, I actually want to see the game as a former football player. Yeah. I want to see my friends. I want to see my teammates. Um, that's the most important thing. I want to see my friends. I want to see my teammates. Uh, cause there's nothing like seeing, you know, guys that you came in and you played ball with and you, you know, had blood, sweat and tears with, um, and you got a chance to bond over that experience over four, you know, at sometimes five years. And for some guys, maybe the bond wasn't that long, but we're, we're bulldogs. That's our school mascot. And so that feeling of love is always there. Um, so the vibe on campus is crazy. Um, so I was ready to get on campus. But I have beef. Um, I have beef with our school as far as how they handle the parking. That's my only beef of the whole weekend. Um, where I parked, like where I came in, like there were, there's several different entrances. I decided to come in the front of the campus. You can either come in the front or you come in the back. If you come in the front, you know, that's where everybody goes. And I decided not to come in the back because I think the back mostly is for uh, season ticket holders and whatever, whatever. I don't know. But I figured it probably be easier for me to go in the front of the campus. So I go to the front of the campus, come on the side entrance because there's a main entrance and the side entrance. I come in on the side entrance and there's a line. There's a wait. And we're all turning into this one little one little road. And I, I, y'all know me. I don't like waiting for anything. So I'm very impatient. Um, but the wait was probably about 20 minutes. Um, because the game was on TV, the game was on ESPN2, I think. Uh, so it was being televised on ESPN. So our kickoff time, normally at homecoming, is 1.30. This year it was at 3.30, which was cool because – Quite honestly, what happens is a lot of people go to the parade. The homecoming parade starts at like nine o'clock in the morning and the parade is a couple of hours and then people leave the parade. They kind of mill around and then they go to the stadium because games usually at one, one thirty. 
And so this year was different. So uh, I skipped the parade because I I got a man. Well, I skipped the parade because I, I, I would have had to have left Atlanta like dumb early. I think I got on the road probably like 8 o'clock, 8.30. So I was in Orangeburg like 11-ish, something like that. Um, got to the hotel, picked up Sharice, and then we came on campus. And so we um, when I we get on campus, uh, like I said, the parking. I just I didn't like the parking. I didn't like the, we got to we got to handle that. Um, other than that, other than the parking, I mean, I didn't have any problem. The university has this thing called a game zone. So once you get on campus, you can only go but so close to the stadium. And then once you get closer to the campus, I mean, once you get closer to the stadium, you enter what they call the game zone. So if you get into the game zone, it doesn't matter who you are how old you are, everybody has to have a ticket. So I saw earlier this year, because homecoming happens at HBCUs mostly between uh, the end of September through the end of, or mid, mid-November. I saw a couple of HBCUs, or at least alumni, uh, online complaining about the fact that, you know, they were basically having to pay a game ticket just to be on campus. And we've been doing this at South Carolina State probably for the better part of the last 10, 15 years, maybe a little bit longer than that. And the reason being is that, and I get it, because here's the thing. You can't have, like our stadium seats, 22,000, right? You can't have 22,000 people in the stadium and then another 20,000 outside in the parking lot. And you're not getting any money from those people who aren't who are on campus but not doing anything. And so, like, we had, there was a lot of beef about it before. And, I mean, people didn't like it. But, I mean, you, you honestly, you can't lose out on that money. So, at $40 a ticket, <clears throat> we had to pay. So, it's like, so any, so every person. So, I don't care if you're a baby in a stroller. It is what it is. You got to, you got to pay the money. So, um, it was, it, it was an event. I think, um the biggest thing that I took away from that was seeing people um, not at my school, but like I said, fellow HBCU alums uh, kind of come with the, come to the reality that that's where HBCUs are. I mean, you, again, you just can't have people just hanging out on the campus and you're not getting any money from them because if you don't get a game ticket from them, you know, what are they doing on campus? I mean, they're just kind of hanging out. So you can't afford to blow those opportunities financially. Um, so the announced attendance was 23,000, I think something like that, but I'll be honest, it probably was 22,000 and 23,000 in the stadium. And it might've been another 15,000 out just tailgating, you know, I mean, they paid to, to be on campus, so it is what it is. But, um, you know, the, like I said, the vibe on campus is always cool. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that you will learn when you enter our campus, particularly on homecoming, uh, tailgating. Tailgating is bananas. I mean, like, you can smell the food cooking. You don't even have to be on campus and you can smell the food. Like, it's just that crazy. Um, and the, the the wild part about it is, is that, like, you can always go on campus and no matter what, no matter who you are, you're going to eat. Yes, you are going to eat and you're going to eat good. Um, 
and you don't have to necessarily know anybody. Like you could literally be walking through tailgates and if you stop and speak to somebody, Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, come on, get something to eat. People will just randomly invite you to eat. Like nobody leaves campus. Nobody enters campus and leaves campus hungry. I'm a firm believer in that. Like never, ever. I remember even when I played, we would, uh, after homecoming, we would kind of just walk through the tailgate areas and stuff like that. And if you got on like your jersey or you have on some paraphernalia with your numbers and stuff on it, um, people would feed you. <laughs> they would give you money. Um, and the whole nine. So like it was, it's that kind of vibe and that kind of love. So tailgating, like I said, if you ever come to South Carolina State's homecoming and if you enter the campus, you can come on the campus full. I mean, you can come on the campus hungry, but you won't leave hungry. I'll put it like that. Um, and that's with anybody. You can get something to eat. You can get something to drink. Uh, you know, I, I here's the thing. If I'm not tailgating, and this year my brother was tailgating, so uh, I made sure I, I ate something before I got on campus, but I wasn't full. But um, my brother, who's also an alum, and his wife, my, um, <clears throat> my sister-in-law, they're, they're both alums. They met at South Carolina State as well. So Damon and Johnya were tailgating. So I knew I was going to eat over there too as well. But I mean, like I said, you you don't ever go on campus. And if you cut, if you stand, if you can, if you go to someone's tailgate and you're just standing there talking to somebody, it won't be long before somebody offers you some food. I mean, that's just how that's just how we do it. Um, but one of the highlights, one of the great highlights from that particular weekend, man, was running into and finally meeting face to face. Uh, fellow podcaster, uh, the homie, Danny Foxworth. Um, if you follow the podcast, you know that Danny's been on here and uh, I've been on his podcast as well, both of his podcasts actually. And um, man, it, it was it was great to finally meet the brother. And because um, what happened was we, I think I did his his podcast a couple, maybe about a month or so ago. And um, he said, I think he may mention that he might be coming to South Carolina State. So oh, he asked me, I think. And I said, yeah, I said, I'll be there. And he said, well, he said, I may be down there too. I said, well, you know, if you do, if you do come, uh, you know, holler at me, let me know. And so the week of, I think he shot me a DM and he was like, yo, he said, you're going to be at home coming. I was like, yeah, I'll be there. He said, all right, so let's, we'll meet up. I said, okay, bet. So I sent him my, um, we exchanged numbers. And um, probably as soon as I got into um, Columbia on the, when I was on my way in, he texted me. He's like, yo, I'm on campus, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm here. I got to go to the hotel, pick up my wife. And I was like, I'll be on campus around this time or whatever like that. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, we were texting or whatever, and I let him know when I was getting um, close by. And uh, so then I, when I, I, when we got on campus, we walked down to where my brother was tailgating, and we were hanging out with them. And I texted him. I was like, yo, I'm over here. And I was like, I'm by the, by the basketball gym to the left of it. He's like, all right, I'm coming. And he was just a little bit further down on campus, on the other side of campus. But he was like, he said, I'll be, he said, I'm coming through with a, um, he said, I'll have on a, um, a Piggly Wiggly hoodie. And, uh, and so Danny comes. So I, I see him walking up, man. He walks up, man. We give a big embrace. And, um, and it was dope. It was dope because, like I said, it's somebody who, um, who I, I, I he found my podcast. And I, th- I want to say, I think the first, episode he heard was the the shoe show episode which is still one of the funniest episodes we've done 
Um, that was uh me, uh, Zell and, and Derek on that episode. But um, yeah, it was dope, man. And um, man, we we must have chopped it up, man. Probably about 35, 40 minutes. I mean, it was a while. And, and like, it was cool, man. We were talking about you know our podcast, and I was telling him how, you know how much of a fan I was. He obviously told me he was a fan. And the thing that I I, I think one of the things that stood out from the conversation was like, you know, if you follow Danny's podcast, Danny, he started earlier this year. And like, if you listen to him, listen to his podcast now from earlier this year, he sounds totally different. Not that he sounded bad when he started, but you can tell that he's, you know, perfected his craft and um, you can see the growth. And I remember when he reached out to me saying that he wanted to start a podcast and I just gave him a couple of pointers. I didn't, you know, I just told him a little bit of what I know. And, um, but yeah, man, it was, it was dope meeting the man. And I, I, I didn't even think about it until I got to my seat. I was like, he came and he's watching the game. I was like, shit, he could have came and sat with me. Cause I, cause he came solo, you know? And I, I didn't even think about it until we had, you know, parted ways or whatever like that. And probably by the time I got to the stadium, if I had texted him, it'd probably been forever for him to try to get to where I was. Uh, cause I ended up meeting up with one of my teammates or actually two of my teammates. And we sat on the visitor side because the homes I was just like crazy packed. Um, but yeah, man, it was dope meeting Dan. And funny thing is, all right, so later on that evening, I'm chilling. I get a little uh little notification from Spotify. Danny is already he he went to the game, chilled, left. He's from Monk's Corner. Monk's Corner is maybe about an hour from Orangeburg, if that. Uh he goes home, he work, he records a podcast about our meeting. And I mean, that just goes to show you just how dope he is, man. I, I did I wasn't expecting that he gave me my flowers. And again, I appreciate Danny, man. Salute to you, man. Thanks again for coming through. We gotta we gotta hang again. And and like I said, I, I if I had thought about it, I would have been like, yo, you could have because he really could have came and sat with us because there was nobody sitting around us at first. And then, you know, once the game started, because we we walked in the game right as the game was start was starting. Um, but yeah, that's dope. I mean, sometimes uh, I mean, I haven't had any bad experiences meeting other fellow podcasters, but you know, sometimes you can meet people and people are aloof. They look goofy. Uh, they whack. But now nah, Danny's a cool dude. I mean, I knew that already, but straight up, brother, man. Um, like I said, good seeing him and good hanging out with him. Um, and then there was a game. <laughs> there was a game. Uh, not sure if you knew this, but uh, South Carolina State did win. Uh, the score was, what was the score? 24 to 27, 24, I think. Um, let me look it up because I, I forgot what the score was. I think it was 27, 24. Um, but uh, it was a great game. It was a great game. Yeah, 27-24. Um, the weather was perfect. Uh, it was about 75 degrees. I had on a hoodie, but you, it, 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 the hoodie was necessary, trust me, when um, when the game ended because once once the sun goes down, it it, it gets pretty cool. Um, one thing I'll say, too, is you know, speaking as far as, like, hoodie, um, before I get into the game, here's the thing that I will tell you uh that's different probably about my school and other schools like paraphernalia like you can see people you won't see no three people wearing the same pair of it'll it'll be south carolina state gear but it'll be totally different like everybody has different things that they wear if it's a hoodie if it's a shirt if it's a t-shirt if it's an outfit People have school paraphernalia that, and I've never seen this in any other school where, like, it's so different between everybody. You can see, I could line up 10 people 
across the grass and all 10 people will have one South Carolina state paraphernalia, but it'll all be different things. And so like, there's always like a little competition within the alumni. Like we just try to make sure that we come back and you know, yeah, you got some people that's going to be look, trying to look fly, but everybody still has different gear. And we try to make sure that we get gear that nobody else has. Cause I know for myself, anytime like I wear a hoodie or a sweatshirt or a, a shirt, I want to wear something that I don't want nobody else to have. So I've, I've, sometimes I will go to obscure at websites. Sometimes I will get my stuff personally made um, just to be different. Cause that's how we are. That's what we're Bulldogs. That's what we're about. But anyway, the game was um, the game was, it was a close game. Uh, Howard is a really good team. Um, I didn't think that we'd win because I thought Howard was a better team, um, but we pulled it off. We pulled it off, pulled off the win. Uh, we had a running back, uh, Jawan Howell, who had – he rushed for 283 yards. He had 283 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, he was he was a killer. I mean, he 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 did him in that game. He he did his thing. And, um, you know, so shout out to him uh, because I don't think – I hadn't seen a rushing performance like that in a long time. Um, but, you know, it's been a – it's been a disappointing season. Uh, we we haven't gotten the results that we thought that we'd get. Our head coach, uh, Buddy Pugh, announced at the beginning of the season that this would be his last. I think he's in season 22. Um, so salute the coach uh, who is rounding out. By the time you hear this, um, he's getting ready for his last game of, of his career uh, at Norfolk against Norfolk State. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been a rough season. Uh, we've only won four games, but the homecoming game was, you know, it, it was it was a huge win for us. Uh, bragging rights because now I can talk trash to my friends who are um, Howard alums. Uh, shout out to y'all. You know who you are. I could call your name out, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, so it's been a rough year. So to get the win, I think was was very important, and it, it's uh, fitting that you know everything was perfect. Um, there were parties. Um, there was a, a day party on Friday. I didn't attend because I wasn't there. But um, uh, Zai Sai threw a killer day party. Zai Sai is the, um, the brothers from Omega Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated. Um, they threw a killer party, killer day party on Friday. Um, I, I heard people were still trying to recover from it on Saturday. It was just that live. Um, I didn't go, obviously I didn't go to that one, but I did go to the party, um, the party at Edisto Gardens on Saturday night after the game. Now here's the interesting thing, because of a mix-up, Sharice and I purchased tickets for two different parties. So she was at the party at the, what was it, the Palladium, I think? I think it's Palladium, I think it's called the Palladium. So she was at the Palladium, I was at Edisto Gardens. So we were at two different parties, and which is, that never happens. But, <clears throat> um, and my party was her party is going to be DJ by uh, DJ Shaquem and Shaquem also DJ at the party that I went to. He was there first. He did the first set of the, the party and then DJ Turk nice finished up his set. And I actually missed Shaquem set. I, as I was pulling up, Shaquem was getting off and I got a chance to hear uh, DJ Turk nice and dirt. Both of them incredible DJs. If you ever get a chance to hear either one of them, they will blow you away. Um, and um, good dudes, good dudes. And so uh, partied at Edisto Gardens. And then it got to a point I was like, all right, man, it's time to go. 
I was just, I was like, yeah, it's just, it had been a long day. And so I think I got to the room probably about, I don't know, one o'clock, one thirty, something like that. Um, I do remember looking at my, my um, phone and the time changed. Um, so I knew I was up. And so uh, Saturday morning, I mean, excuse me, Sunday morning, we got up and, um, you know, we made a stop before we left. Well, actually, no, we didn't make a stop. We left and then we stopped in, uh, in Columbia to see my brother and um, my sister-in-law and my niece and nephews and uh, spent some time with them. And then we headed on back to Atlanta. And so uh, it, it was a, it was a great weekend. It was, it was a, a short weekend for me, relatively speaking, because I only got Saturday. I, I'm normally there on Fridays. Sometimes, I mean, next year I might be there on Thursday. Who knows? Uh, but still a lot of fun, man. I mean, you don't, homecoming is, it's just, it's, it's something different. It, like I said, it's a different vibe. It's kind of hard really to put into words. Having played football at South Carolina state university, uh, there's a special feeling that I get just being on campus. Um, there's a spiritual feeling that I get when I step in the stadium. And I don't mean that like in a, in a comical way, but like there's, it's hard to explain what being inside that stadium means because I have so many memories, not just games, but practices and everything. And so like when you step inside the stadium, you feel that rush of emotion. Um, I remember probably the first time that I came back to a game as an alum and I stepped in the stadium, I was literally in tears. And I'm not somebody who is emotional about a lot of stuff, but like I had to like calm myself because like, I mean, like this was the same stadium that we won in. This was the same stadium where I graduated at. So like having come back as an alum and not participating in football, not participating in anything, just being an alum, it was just something different. And just the emotions of being in the stadium just kind of came out at me. Um, but it's always fun to go back. It's always fun to go back. And I, I would encourage each and every one of you, if you're ever in or around Orangeburg, find out when homecoming is. Uh, well, you can go to any home game. You're going to have some fun. But homecoming is something special. It is something special. Uh, I want to leave you with this quote, and I saw this online, and I don't know. It was something that I saw. It was I was scrolling through Instagram, and it came up, and I, I don't know who to give credit to, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it sound like it's mine because it's not my quote. But the quote reads as follows: If you wonder why so many HBCU alumni go so hard for their homecoming, it's because HBCUs represent the four plus years in our lives in which we weren't the minority, we weren't an affinity group or an afterthought. It's a black sacred ground. Close quote. Now, again, I didn't write that. I don't know who wrote it, but that specifically describes the HBCU experience that specifically describes how we feel about homecoming. And it's always good to go home. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for me. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Podcast drops every Thursday at midnight. From time to time, we drop bonus episodes on Sundays at midnight. If you feel so inclined, be sure to 
Hit us up on Cash App, dollar sign, T-W-E-L-V-E-K-Y-L-E. Uh, also, check us out on TikTok. We're now on TikTok. Uh, 12 Kyle Podcast on TikTok, as well as all of the socials. Again, that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's. Hello, my HBCU. Hello, my HBCU. Hello, my HBCU. SCSU. SCSU. Hello, my HBCU. Hello, my HBCU. Hello, my HBCU. SCSU. SCSU. Yeah, and I woke up like this. Proud to be a part of something outstanding. Them land grants from state to Claflin, educating blacks since 1896. I'm representing the Ghana and Blue, and no, they can't shut us down because we way too historical. Legendary homecoming, you probably coming too. Your mom, Dukes, your daddy, your grandma too. We tailgating, the state is still hating, refuse to give us money, don't worry though, we'll raise it. It's in our creed, responsibilities, our intellectual growth, academic integrity. That bulldog pride, those bulldogs lie. You can never put us bulldogs down, we stand up. My mission, my purpose, my goal, my statement is to make sure nobody asks what South Carolina State went. Because I love my HBCU.